Welcome to Talking Shit with Marion, and that would make me Marion. So thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope that I can give you some insight on the world of beauty. We are going to talk about everything under the sun, beauty, beauty related, what you like, what you don't like. And I hope that I can help educate you and most of all, make you laugh and entertain you because honestly, let's all just have a good time. We get one trip around the marble. Let's make it a good one. Okay. So first episode with Mare and we're going to talk about Mare because of course everybody has to talk about Mare and who the heck is this woman that has all of this (laughs) advice um, that we're so all eager to hear. So um, firstly, let's start with, well, who are you? And uh, how did you get to where you are today? Well, Amy, I'm so glad you asked. And I'm going to try and do this without the English accent because I know it really annoys you. (laughs) Even though it's not meant to be hurtful, it's meant to... I don't fucking know. Um, So, I'm Marion. And how did I get here? That's a really good question. Um, I have always been a huge fan of letting people know that it's not about where you started it's about where you're going and you know the changes that you make in people's lives going in that direction Um, i have always tried to leave something behind when i have moved on into something new so how did i get here well i grew up in a very tiny little town Uh, The population was actually 3,600 and I don't know why I remember the population (laughs) sign on this on this town But I do and it's kind of weird Um, And we were a really poor family. I'm the youngest of five Um, Part of my childhood we were homeless and You know, that's that's not an easy thing to come back from and I, I look at that and think okay That's where I started. This is where I am now and this is where I'm gonna be five years from now. This is where I'm going to be 10 years from now. So I I guess I always just try to think about what can I do differently? Mm. So for me, I had, I've always loved everything beauty. I, I did all of my girlfriend's makeup for prom. Um, I did all my girlfriend's makeup for grad. So I was always the person who was reading, you know, glamour magazines that was left in the laundromat because, you know, I couldn't afford to actually buy a glamour magazine. Um, so everything beauty just, it interested me. It fascinated me. How, how does that skin cream do that? How, why does her hair bleach and turn orange? Everything about the beauty industry interested me my whole life. Um, my grade 10 co-op placement, I was lucky enough to get a placement in a really cool beauty shop in Campbellford where I grew up. And the owner's name was Diane Nicholson and her nickname was Chargy. And I idolized her from the very beginning of my beauty introduction. She was beautiful. She was strong. She had everything under control. And I looked at her and I thought, that's going to be me. That's awesome. Yeah. Like she, she just, she was amazing. And she was probably the person who mentored me the most in this industry. Um, You know, she owned the salon. She was a real estate agent. She was just, you know, who I wanted to be. She was tall, which I'll never be because let's face it, I'm five two. (laughs) So that's just, you know, the hand I was dealt. Um, so I was I was fortunate enough to learn a little bit about business and again, you know, I was in grade 10 So I don't know shit from Shinola 
Um, you think you know everything when you're 15, 16, but you don't. Um, so I learned a lot from her about the industry, about services, and I ended up working there all through high school, part-time, while working at a job at a pizza place because I was trying to save money to go away to school to become an esthetician. So I worked there, I worked the pizza place, and then when I graduated grade 12, I found a school as far away from Campbellford as I could possibly <laughs> go. She needed people, that's what I, she needed. <laughs> I did, and, and you know what? I just, I wanted to get out. Yeah. I, I needed I needed an exit plan and you know going to aesthetical school was my exit plan so I enrolled I worked my ass off I saved every bit of money I had I packed all of my stuff into I don't know like three boxes and I moved to London Ontario and I went to Peebec um, School of Aesthetics my course was a year and it was I think the hardest thing I ever did I was not prepared for how much science and chemistry was involved. And then once I got into the sciences and the chemistries and I, I started to really understand how does skin behave? Mm. How can we change it? How can we fix it? How can we, you know, do all of the things that the women in the magazine must do because they're freaking gorgeous. See? Oh, Amy? That's, that's photo editing, you know, well, like is it really though <laughs> i feel like though back then they didn't have photoshop that's true that is true well they did have photoshop it was just rustic okay i'm i'm gonna you're the techie <laughs> i i don't tech so amy amy is the producer of this podcast and she's guiding me through this so the techie stuff that's all her big brain that's got nothing to do with me <laughs> No, she's just really using me for my accent. That's what it's really about. It's true, actually. I really do love her accent. It's <laughs> so pretty, and it makes me sound so smart when I speak like this. Or it makes me sound like a moron. Yeah, not too sure yet. We'll figure that one out. <laughs> so you've done a year. You've got through that. I got through the year. Um, I worked at a couple of beauty salons in London, and then I met my wonderful husband, and we decided to get married and he got down on the knee he didn't well actually he did bend the knee but he didn't kiss the ring he gave it to me and so that's my game of thrones reference um, <laughs> i made him bend down and take the knee and kiss the ring baby and he did and 26 years later we are still happily married we moved to ajax and um we re well we, we lived in my husband's parents basement and I worked at a bunch of nail salons and I honed my craft. I did the research. I took the, you know, a couple of classes online and I, I got better at everything that I did. I, I worked really hard because good enough was never good enough for me. Mm. I always wanted more. I always wanted to be better, do better, leave something positive behind. So, um, worked for a bunch of different people. And then I sort of got to thinking, wait a minute, I'm building their brand. I'm making them money. I'm paying their bills. Why, why am I doing mm. this? What am I getting from this? Well, I mean, I, I gained experience in the industry. I gained a little bit of confidence. I learned how to treat people. I learned how to mentor people, I think. And then um, I had my first son we opened a really tiny little salon and it was the little salon that grew and you know 
a whole bunch of years later, 20 years later, we have pinups and pompadours. Amazing. It's, it's been amazing. I'm amazed every day that the doors are still open. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I, I love owning a business. So between still being a fully functioning esthetician, um, I still do services every day. I still read the articles. I still watch YouTube to learn new techniques. Um, I am also an educator. I've been a cosmetic tattoo artist for 20 something years and in the last five years I became an instructor so at um, I, I now work at the Beauty Institute of Canada part-time so I teach their business courses so I teach now estheticians who are coming into the industry everything that I wish someone had taught me mm. because it would have saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars in business <laughs> mistakes so I teach the business course there, and I also handle the admissions for the college. So when new students are coming in and they think, gee, you know what, I really want to become an esthetician, I do their intake videos and I do their intake, I do their intake interviews and make sure that they understand that this is not an easy career. Yeah. This is not a career for dumb people. <laughs> And yeah, you need to know your stuff. You, you, well, you got to have a little bit of a brain. It's funny to me how many people think that, you know, people become hairstylists and they become estheticians because we're not smart. Um, you know, we, we come into this industry because we genuinely want to help people. Um, you know, I tell people sometimes I have a bit of a God complex because when I finish doing maybe a set of, you know, tattooed eyebrows on a woman who's not had eyebrows her whole life and she looks in the mirror and she starts to cry and she says, you don't know what you just did for me. I sit there and I literally cry with her because it means so much to me that she feels whole. And you know, nothing will ever replace that feeling of giving a woman something that she has lacked her whole life and making her believe she's good enough. Put your face out there, be seen, yeah. make a difference raise your voice be heard and if if giving a woman you know a set of eyebrows or helping a woman who's been struggling with you know acne or whatever makes her feel strong and powerful and if i played any role in that I, that's enough for me i'm happy with that amazing so you've had this long journey it's been i'm sure it's had its ups and downs a couple but let's talk about some of the, you know, biggest challenges that you've had to come through on the journey and kind of like if somebody was in your shoes then and now, um, what would you Ooh. kind of say to them? Wow, that's a deep question. <laughs> it um, is a deep question. <laughs> woo, episode one and we're getting right into the shit. Um, <laughs> what would I say to them? Um, I guess the first thing that I would say is don't think you can do it all by yourself. Assemble a team. Get a team of people that you trust that will have your back no matter what. And the people who love you the most will tell you when you're shitting the bed. You know, you don't surround yourself with people who just want to tell you what you want to hear. Mm. Surround yourself with the people who want you to succeed for you, not for what they can take from you when you do succeed. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the Henny Penny story. 
Who will help me plant the wheat? Oh, nobody. Oh, okay, cool. Who's gonna help me, you know, harvest the wheat? Oh, nobody? Oh, okay, cool. But then when it comes time to eat the bread, oh, hey, Mayor, remember that time? No, bitch, I don't. Bye. Um, so first and foremost, surround yourself with people who want you to succeed. Um, I guess secondly would be, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, be patient with yourself. You can't do it all. You know, yes, there are many ways to get to Rome, but it still wasn't built in a day. It's true. And it doesn't matter how quickly you get there. If it ain't built, it don't count for shit. Mm. So don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, After that, I would say get a plan. You know, make your make your one-year plan, your two-year plan, your five-year, your 10-year, and then make your exit plan. Because let's face it, this job is a physical job. It's, it's hard on your, your body and it's hard on your brain, especially if you're someone who takes it home with you, you know? We listen to a lot of stories with our clients and, you know, we hear some really beautiful stories and we hear a lot of really horrible things. And people that I think are in our industry, we tend to absorb that and we take it in like a little sponge. And if you can't leave it behind, it will affect you and it will affect you emotionally and you will burn out. So, you know, give yourself some boundaries. Don't take their things home with you. Leave it behind. Um, and, and just, just be patient with yourself, have a plan. You're not going to be able to do this business forever. You're not, um, you know, I turn 50 next year. (laughs) Yes. I mumbled that I'm aware. (laughs) Um, And you know, for me, educating has become my exit strategy because physically my body will say, no, you know what? You can't do five facials in a day. You can't do, you know, six pedicures in a day. Your body just will, it won't let you do it. So have your exit strategy. Third and foremost, uh, I guess, no, that wasn't even third. Who am I talking about? That was a lot further. Um, (laughs) Next would be to get a great accountant. Um, People who tend to be in our industry, we're not usually good with planning. We're not good with budgeting and we're really crappy with money. Um, So get a good accountant who's going to keep you on the straight and narrow, who's going to keep your books in order so that you don't end up owing CRA, you know, a whole bunch of money because you didn't know that you should do things that you should do. So yeah, assemble a great team to support you. Awesome. So that's a bit about you. And now we've got, I just want to touch a bit more on the kind of podcast that we're doing together and just kind of talk to um, people that are listening on this episode about some of the things that we're going to kind of cover in the next few weeks, months. Um, Yeah. Talk me through some of that. Okay. So I guess we're going to talk a little bit about pet peeves. Um, You know, the beauty industry has become so bastardized in the last five years with the latest and the greatest and the new and the, oh my gosh, this is gonna make you look 20. Bitch, you're 70. Nothing's gonna make you look 20 except a time machine. So, (laughs) but we all want it. And, And you know what? The media has made us really spend money on things that aren't real. 
Yeah. You know, it's snake oil, guys. And and I, it hurts me because there are a lot of treatments and products that will do great things for you. But it's all about balancing and understanding that there are limits. So for me, I want to break the glass ceiling. I want to, you know, tear off the covers and say, look, this is the beauty industry, the, the good, the bad and the ugly. And for me, it's to kind of educate you guys a little bit about how to get the most out of in salon treatments, how to carry the benefits of those treatments home with you. Yeah. What really works and, and really what's just smoke and mirrors. So for me, it's about honest conversations about things that work, things that don't work. It's about, you know, things I love about the industry, things that I think things that I think are horrid about our industry in the way that we make women feel they have to be. So it's just about honest talk from somebody who's been in the industry a million years. And, and honestly, I just, I want us to have fun and, and know yeah. that, you know what? Life isn't about tying it up in a pretty little bow. Life is messy. It's Life true. is dirty. And, and sometimes, you know, you gotta get a little dirty. And I'm, I'm real good at being dirty. If any of you all have had in-person conversations with me, you know that I don't have a great filter and I tend to say things without thinking sometimes. Um, it's what people love and probably hate about me all at the same time. This is me. This is who I am. Love it. Love it. Thanks, man. Well, that is it for today. Perfect. And um, so next week we are going to be talking about anti-aging cream and whether it really works or not Mm. um so send us the questions any questions that you have and we'll try and answer them um if not we'll reply to you on the post so thanks for listening and we'll keep in touch